Well, hello, everyone. This is J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky, tucked away under the tall, snow-covered timbers of Colorado. It is Tuesday, January the 9th, 2024, and over the weekend, uh, really late Sunday into Monday, we had another big snowstorm. It dumped a bunch of snow and a lot of blowing snow, really 60-mile-an-hour winds, blizzard-like conditions. So we just kind of hung out at home yesterday until it cleared, And uh, but we're dealing with plowing the drive and all the fun stuff with, that comes with that. But I tell you what, I'm excited to be sitting here in my small, humble, but suitable studio for Not By Works Ministries where it's nice and toasty warm. I've got a little electric heater at my feet and uh, just really looking forward to our guest today. We're going to be talking with David Fiorazzo. Uh, he's uh, got uh, Worldview Matters uh, show, and um, he's got a new book out. He's a longtime friend. He's really been a blessing to this ministry. Uh, we've been uh, on each other's shows, but uh, uh, in fact, this uh, Thursday, I'll be on Worldview Matters, so that'll post at Worldview Matters. We will repost it at notbyworks.org. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about the the continuing or intensifying, really, assault on the image of God uh, in in man. And uh, if you haven't listened yesterday, a couple of great podcasts yesterday I just want to remind you of. Uh, first of all, we did an interview with Tom Hughes and Brandon Holdhouse from Jerusalem. They were in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. They uh, fired up their cell phone, did a, a Zoom session. So we've got that video posted from yesterday. It's at our Rumble channel, Not By Works Ministries. Uh, it's also on our podcast channel, just the audio of it. And then also over the weekend, we were pr privileged to be on Lee Brainerd's uh, a program, Soothkeep, and we did an hour and a half live stream and took questions that was just invigorating. It was uh, really wonderful. I'm so thankful to be on that. So we've got the whole podcast posted at our podcast uh, uh, channel, and the uh, video version is posted at our Rumble channel. Uh, but we got David today. Tomorrow is World Events Update with Randy. As I mentioned on Thursday, we will be reposting our Worldview Matters uh, show. Uh, and then on Friday, we've got John Haller on, and we're going to be talking about will 2024 be 2020 2.0? That's what we're going to be talking about. Will 2024 be 2022.0? So, uh, so David, before I, I bring you on here, let me mention a couple of scripture passages that I think will be kind of set the foundation for what we're going to be talking about. Let's start with Genesis 1, 26. Let, then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over every uh, 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 over the, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Jeremiah the prophet stated, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. This is God's word to Jeremiah. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I set you apart and ordained you a prophet to the nations. King David wrote in Psalm 51, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, in sin, my mother conceived me. In other words, from the moment of conception, he was a human being uh, and a sinner uh, who needed salvation. And so, uh, David, with that backdrop, uh, talk to us about uh, your new book. It's called The Assault on the Image of God. And uh, you've got quite a fascinating cover. Maybe you want to start there. Yes. Welcome to the program. Sure. Thank you, JB. God bless you, brother. Love you. And uh, yeah, we're going to get uh, hit with that uh, tomorrow. 
Oh boy, um, the, the the storm, the wind. Well, here they they build this. It's the great build up to the great winter storm, and then we get like two inches right, of snow. Right. But anyway, anyway. Um, so I so I keep my Christmas tree up until Valentine's Day, um, because I love snow. Don't be hating. And if you, <laughs> I know a lot of people out there going, no way, we hate the snow. But anyway, um, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's an exciting time that we're living in potentially daunting and overwhelming if you are not rooted and grounded in the truth of scripture as your secure foundation. So I like to always remind people of the battle that we're in, as you talk about a lot as well, I mean, spirit of the false prophet, spirit of the antichrist, the battle that we're in is spiritual. Although we are living in this world, we are not, not of this world. Our citizenship is in heaven. Praise God. Philippians 3.20 uh, Jesus said, though, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world, John 16, 33. So the battles that are manifesting in the natural, physical realm, um, if you're not, I, I don't know what non-believers, no wonder there's so much fear and drug addiction and suicide and, and all these people acting out and lashing out because they don't know how to handle this. I don't know how you handle this not having God with you, not yeah. having this Holy Spirit in you, not having discernment and, and the faith in Jesus Christ and the hope that we have that is assurance for us of salvation in this world. Things are dark. So I, JB, I don't know how they, uh, how they handle it. Yeah, it really is true. You know, what we see, all the evil that we see in the world today, in, the, in this world, by the way, which the Bible tells us is under the sway of the wicked one, the whole world, yeah. Um, yeah. is a reflection of a spiritual battle that started in the heavenlies. Uh, when yeah. Satan rebelled against God, King David uh, talks about that in Psalm 2, and it's spilled over into the earth. And so, yeah, things are definitely uh, heating up. And, um, you know, your new book, really, everybody needs to get it. And by the way, you can go to davidfiorazzo.com davidfiorazzo.com or also worldviewmatters.com worldviewmatters.com you can search for uh david fiorazzo on facebook youtube rumble all the usual social media sites but everybody needs to have this book and let me tell you why it is um it is it reads like a commentary on the evils of our society today and every believer would do well not to stick their head in the sand and pretend it's not there but to be aware of it lest they be caught off guard. Do you agree? Boy, I'm glad you said that because one of the things that we as human beings and even Christians in the church deal with is escapism. It's so easy. We want to be distracted. We want to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Go yeah. put on the TV or go listen to some crazy music or whatever that, that's just a distraction to get you away from what's really happening and God's purpose for us as Christians for such a time as this. Mm. So I just want to caution people. Um, it's easy to do that. I've struggled with that myself in the last um, several years. I mean, things were different BC before COVID, mm -hmm. but after the release of COVID, I mean, after the, uh, you know, <laughs> after that all came out, uh, the 2020, uh, things have been changed. Our lives will never be the same. There will be no new normal. We, we've got to stop using that word normal. Yeah. But uh, JB, I just want to encourage people this life is but a vapor. One of my favorite verses, and a friend of mine just texted me, his brother died. Mm -hmm. A guy I used to work with out in California at a Christian radio station there. Praise God. He's with the Lord. Praise God. Good for him. Mm -hmm. But he died uh, a week or two ago. And 
Teach us to number our days that we might gain a heart of wisdom. I wasn't planning on sharing all this because I wanted to mm -hmm. talk about the book, but I think these are times we need to be grounded, but also encourage others to do the same because it's it's really easy to be swept up and overwhelmed. And I want to come back to Romans chapter 12. We know verse two says, do not be conformed to this world or the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then it's very, very interesting. In the end of that chapter, verse 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, overcome evil with good. Yes. That's where we come in. How do we do that? Yeah. Well, we don't do it by keeping silent. If you love your neighbor, you will tell them the truth. That means if their children are being assaulted and attacked and accessed by demonic uh, people in the public schools or through social media, however, children are being accessed today, Hollywood, corporations, Target, stores, we, if we love them, we will warn them and we will, we will try to protect them. So that's just a little, little taste of yeah. some of the things I get into in the book. No, I love that, David. And, and I, I love, and, and that's one of the other things I love about this book. In fact, it's on the subtitle. It's not just about understanding the assault on the image of God, but it's responding to it. How, yes. What do we do with yes. this information? And uh, you are right. You know, in the Old Testament times in the ancient Near East, they called it watchmen on the wall. You know, they had, they didn't have all yep. of these contemporary modern ways of a warning, you know, like we got all kinds of alerts this weekend about this winter storm. And, uh, but back in the day, they had watchmen that would say, Hey, the enemy is coming, get ready. And I think spiritually speaking, believers are, are those watchmen. And, uh, and so I think it's, it's fantastic. So one question before we get to the cover, uh, you know, we, uh, we were working together back when your previous book came out, Canceling Christianity. In fact, at the beginning of that, I think we carried some of those before I got so many books of my own. I, I had to stop carrying everybody else's <laughs> books, but uh, we don't have enough room in our inventory, in our storage. But, uh, but would you say when you wrote that book, Canceling Christianity, that you could have ever imagined in such a short time how much further along the evil agenda would have gotten? No, not really. I, I, I can't say I've been surprised, but yeah. very disappointed. Let me explain that. I've been surprised at the intensity and the how rapidly things are declining, including the biblical worldview, which is under attack, which I talk about in one of the chapters in my new book. But back in those years, it's fascinating and disappointing at the same time. Remember in 2020 how the government deemed the church non-essential. That was really eye-opening for me. Um, and then they were trying to, some blue states or some governors or whoever, mayors were trying to tell churches how to worship, how they could worship, if they could, how many people they could have in their own church buildings and everything else. And when, when I saw so much um, surrender, um, so many people going along with this, I thought, okay, we're in big trouble. We're not even resisting. We're bowing to Caesar here. So, yep. I mean, that's a whole brings up a whole debate on Romans 13, but it is not unlimited submission. And that's just one little thing that I learned going through that and seeing how some pastors responded. And I thought, man, where are the men of God? Well, uh, what happens if something worse comes? And, and there are things coming down the road that you and I might not even be able to understand or imagine. But, man, we're, we're trying to get the word out. Be ready, friends. Jesus said, uh, watch out. He didn't answer his disciples when they said, hey, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign? They, he said, 
don't be deceived. Right. First, yeah. th first thing out of his mouth. Right. Yeah. He didn't answer the question specifically at that moment, but then he got in and, and then there's uh, you know, Matthew 24 and Mark 13 and uh, where he gets into all these things, all the signs of the times. And we're seeing signs JB, like we've never seen before. We're in a very interesting generation right now. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just, uh, I think Jesus said, basically, leave the timetable up to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, don't you worry about the timetable, which, by the way, is a good, you know, kind of corrective for those of us that love Bible prophecy and teach it all the Bible prophecy uh, questions, not to spend our time with calendars and calculators and instead spend it with, you know, the word of God and, and preparing yeah. for what's coming. But, uh, yeah. but at the same time, we're not oblivious to the nearness of his coming because he That's also right. said to pay attention to the signs of the times. Yes. So don't be folk, don't be obsessed mm -hmm. with the, the time exactly um, times and seasons there in Greek. It refers to the specific time as well as the duration of time. Uh, don't be specifically obsessed about that, but at the same time, we absolutely need to be aware that uh, we're living in the last of the last days. Otherwise Jesus okay. told us, you know, I've, I've got to plug another chapter, JB. We're talking about yeah. signs of the times. And so I've got a chapter called the signs of the times and the sign of Jonah. And remember what Jesus said about Jonah, yeah. an actual historical person in world history, not just a fable, you know, the, the, the big fish, the great fish, the whale, whatever swallowed him was very real. And that story did happen. And, yeah. um, but what the, with the whole point, the signs of the times, Jesus was t talking about the religious leaders, or just people at that time saying, you can look at the sky and you can predict the weather and, and you're sometimes you're even right. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike our weather men <laughs> here right. on TV. Right. Uh, but he said, but you do not recognize the signs of the times. And one of the biggest signs, the Messiah, Jesus, the, the word that became flesh, he was God. He is God. He was right in front of them. And they did not recognize the time of their visitation. So yeah. I get into that in one of the chapters. But I want to go back to the cover. Yeah. And you mentioned the rebellion of Satan. And I think of Revelation 12. And I, the first, uh, what is it? The first five verses. Well, one of those verses says, uh, talking about the dragon, his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. Now, isn't that... When Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, isn't he referring to the original rebellion? Isn't that yes, right? Absolutely. That's my take on it. And in chapter yep. 12 there, he, he looks back, but he also looks forward yes. later on. Yeah. Right. It's fascinating. So the cover, I had to explain the cover. I've never done this before. I've never had, a, I've had a cover like this. It almost looks like it's a fiction book. But if you are familiar with the book of Revelation, students of the Bible will understand. See, you can see this, the dragon up there. In the, in the corner, the dragon with fire coming out, you can see what is he facing? He's facing the church. He's facing the woman and the woman is pregnant. So of course, in Revelation 12 there, that represents Israel or the woman, I'm sorry, the woman represents Israel and the pregnancy. Well, that's going to be the Messiah and the, the dragon is going to go after the Messiah, but he's going to be ascended into heaven. Um, but the, the attacks are on Jesus the truth, the church, and of course, humankind, mankind. And that's like, I really liked the idea that the designer had the pregnant woman and she's, man, she's ready to give birth at any moment, it looks like. And I just wanted to indicate, this is what Satan hates. Human beings 
created in the image of God, Imago Dei. Yeah. And so all these attacks in Israel, although the book isn't about Israel, it came out after October 7. It came out just before Christmas. Um, and so it didn't get into what happened, the horrific demonic attacks by Hamas against Israel. But that's what the, in Revelation 12, in this context, that's what the woman represents. Am I not right on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. And so is there a little bit of a double entendre with your cover here, focusing on, as you said, Revelation 12 and, yes. and the, the child there being Messiah, yet also the sanctity of life? Well, absolutely. That's why the, I love the pregnant woman, because there are one of the chapters I wrote is attacks on the pro-life community, attacks on children, attacks on marriage, attacks on the biblical worldview, attacks on the inerrancy of Scripture. That's earlier in the book, because that kind of sets the stage for everything else. You attack the biblical worldview, then you attack the inerrancy of Scripture, which sometimes you can flip flop those and then you can see the descent to postmodernism or to post, you know, what we have, moral relativism. Today, so you have to start by attacking God, His Word, His people. Uh, we represent. We are the church. The church is not a building. That's why Satan hates us. We are representatives. What does it say in Second Corinthians five? We are ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors. We represent the King of Kings in this time. And remember, this: the battle is spiritual. Think. Ephesians 6, think the armor of God, think the forces of darkness. What would they do? What would they want to do? Well, they would want to destroy, first of all, Christ in the truth. They want to distort or destroy or divide people or even divide the church believers if they can. And they've done a good job of that through false teachings and other things in the church. So I try to just, just focus on different areas of church culture, what's what's happening where the attacks are obvious. They're increasing dramatically. Hostility against the biblical worldview and Christians in America, guys. Mm. This is one of the things that's been eye-opening. By the way, I don't know if I told you this. The first time we talked, um, right after my book came out, we did a podcast. That was I put that on my YouTube. I tried to share that. Within a couple of hours, they deleted it. Yeah, They didn't even give me notice. They deleted your podcast, the interview with me about my book, Assault yeah. on the Image of God, and said it did not meet their community standards. So they're, they are going to continue to censor and cancel and come after Christians. Uh, the chapter on the pro-life uh, attacks, there are people that the the Biden, oh, Biden Justice Department, they are, they are weaponized the Justice Department, the FBI, and they are coming after people that are peacefully. One of them, I believe, is a 71-year-old woman who was just on a sidewalk praying in front of an abortion business, a murder mill, Planned Parenthood. All she was doing is praying. So you hear these things over in the UK, JB, and, and Europe taking place, and we know what happens in Europe doesn't stay in Europe, just like what happens in California doesn't stay in California, unfortunately. Right. But what we're seeing these, and that was in Philadelphia, I think, one of these cases, in Madison, Wisconsin, a, a young man, who was just reading from, I think we talked about this last time, he was just reading from the book of Galatians on a public sidewalk while a Pride in the Park event was taking place, a drag queen event with the loud music pumping and the rainbow flags and all the people out there dancing. That was going on. He was arrested along with three other friends of his from his church. Yeah, This is in America, friends. Our country has changed. The attack, they're not going to relent. They've gained a lot of ground. Unfortunately, we, the people, and we, the church, surrendered too much ground and i don't think we can get it back yeah no i actually referenced that event uh 
it's Sunday, uh, Sunday in church, uh, I started a new series on First Thessalonians and was talking about the persecution that they were facing there mm, in the mid-first yes. century and how we've seen some of that persecution here. And I mentioned that very thing there in Wisconsin of the young man simply arrested for reading the Bible on a public so sidewalk. So, yeah. um, you know, one of the things that I think believers struggle with, or we, we all, you know, have trouble finding that balance is the balance between fighting the battle in the in the temporal realm of time space no matter where we should be battling no question but yet recognizing that it's a spiritual battle after all so you can't go you can't say oh i'm just gonna i'll pray about it and then at the same time do nothing but at this but at the same time you can't think somehow that you're going to solve the problem no, at the ballot no. box or at, you know, with your protests or with your boycotts and so forth. It's kind of a both and, isn't it? Well, it's interesting. How do you love your neighbor? Um, well, first, you know, be a friend, be a, a loving neighbor to them, share the gospel with them, help them if they need help. But what about the truth? What about what about their children? Wouldn't you want to warn them? I know I said this earlier, and you mentioned you know watchmen on the wall. It's not just for church leaders. Most of them aren't doing their jobs when it, where, where that goes. When it comes to teaching the whole counsel of God and being watchmen, warning their congregations, they're not talking about these issues. That's why that's one of the reasons a lot of believers or professing Christians tend to be a little confused or they don't know how to respond. To all this going on because jb it is demonic yes what we're seeing and living in in america it's dark it's demonic we know from scripture the th forces of darkness these things are being played out right in front of us i didn't think so much would be happening at this point but hey let's just understand god's sovereign over all this and he's letting it happen and i have my views on whether uh, we are experiencing to some degree the wrath of abandonment uh, by God releasing his hand, withdrawing his hand to some degree. I believe we have been in that place for a long time. I mean, just look at what's happening. God is saying, all right, guys, you, you know, you're, we're going to give you over to your own devices. Yeah. This, this is what you want. This is, this is, these are the people you're voting for. This is the kind of country you want. Uh, you're being silent when your, your friend, your neighbor's children are being uh, accessed by those who would want to do them harm, teach them lies and other things and that would it's a transitions to another uh chapter called do no harm and do not lie um i write a lot in this book again because this this subject is not going to go away the transgender ideology and what's uh, just the demonic delusion that's taking place across our country and there are some well-meaning but i think naive christians who think they're being compassionate by accommodating mm. this mm. by going by affirming by going along with it and your friend god bless you but you're doing more damage than good if you are yeah. one of those that's going along with this so christians thou shalt not lie do not bear false witness are you caving to the preferred pronouns of a transgender individual or the demands that they're making whether that's at your job and this is a touchy situation because oh my goodness i might lose my job right. if i tell the truth what are you going to do then if you tell the truth of creation, that God loves them, God created them in his image? Um, well, people can lose their job. I know. Well, the Bible says, what does the Bible say on that again? Oh, that's right. Do not lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It doesn't so, change what God's word said. I mean, right. you, you, you said it uh, last time we were on uh, together, you know, 
it, it's when someone says happy holidays, you know, ask them what holiday. There's no holiday. There's only one holiday. Holiday means holy day. Holy means one of a kind. Right. So That's there right. can only be one holy day. And yes. uh, which one are you celebrating? But I think you're right. It's never the loving or compassionate thing to do to perpetuate a lie ever. And, oh. you know, that's a lie in itself that Satan convinces us uh, of. And, you know, parents think they're loving their children when they let them do whatever they want and they don't discipline them. Uh, and it, it never it never goes oh, well. And so discipline. Yeah, that's I a mean, whole nother with youth today. Oh, yeah. Discipline. This is the they've redefined discipline. You can't touch kids anymore. Um, yeah. Kids don't know the word. No. Yeah. Uh, sadly. Uh, no, anymore, and they're but growing that's, up. That's a whole nother they're growing up way too fast. I mean, I, I think this criminal justice yeah. system is way behind the times in terms of assuming the innocence of, you know, say 14 year old, 15 year old. Yes. Like uh, and, and I get it. I understand there's exceptions and every situation is unique. I'm not trying to paint with too broad of a brush, but when you've got these, you know, 14, 15 year olds that are committing mass murder, and then you say, Oh, we can't try them as an adult. Uh, you know, I, you know, it depends on their, their mental capacity. It depends on their frame of mind. I think today's 14 year old is nothing like the innocent 14 year olds of a hundred years ago. I mean, it's a, it's a different world. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the sanctity of life. I know that's a, yes. a passion of yours. It's a passion. Yes. Of um, you know, I, I have, you know, address the whole Dodds decision at length in my book and okay. yeah. it was a big head fake for uh, conservatives and Christians. But you, you started yeah. out the program by talking about Satan's attacks on mankind, on humanity, because we are image bearers and he I, hates right. God. So we that's reflect right. God, at least to the extent that we're living for the Lord. Uh, and so he wants to destroy yeah. us. Well, uh, you know, wh where is that battle? How is, how are we doing uh -huh. that front? <laughs> Well, I'll start by saying there's nothing new under the sun. And I will say this has gone on. I mean, they used to sacrifice their children to Molech in the Old Testament. And they, they would be burning. And they, when the kids screamed, they would just beat the drums louder. So you couldn't hear the <laughs> babies screaming. And they were they thinking they were sacrificing their, their children to this God who could actually do something. Or Anyway, um, I think of Matthew 2.16. We just celebrated Christmas. Herod had every baby, every child under the age of two two years old and under slaughtered in all the surrounding vicinity of jerusalem i'm not sure how vast of an area that that included but that's in matthew 2 16 so i put that right in either the about the cover or introduction saying this is an ongoing how many that was thousands of years ago mm. but yet we're seeing how many babies have been slaughtered in the womb by, our, by their own mothers or be given approval um, in, in Planned Parenthood clinics across America since that whole thing started. The birth control movement started 100 years, 100 years ago. Yeah. Margaret Sanger and the birth control, population control, eugenics, racism, murdering reborn human babies. That started in America. But I, I just do want to say every uh, roughly 90 Four seconds every 94 seconds a baby is murdered at a Planned Parenthood yeah. somewhere in America and the numbers are a lot higher than that because other clinics do it too but Planned Parenthood gets the bulk of it and they get over a half a billion dollars of our taxpayer money Planned wow. Parenthood they, they rake in over a billion in revenue 
Now, I say that just because we this is a battle, friends. This is demonic. So some of our tax dollars are going to fund what you and I, Bible-believing Christian, would consider murder. Yeah. Eliminating a preborn human baby in a mother's womb. Um, and we're and I, you referenced Roe v. Wade and the overturning of that. Well, okay, great. It happened. Why did it take so long? I always ask that question. Why did it, that was in 1972, 1973? And it was unconstitutional, by the way, at the time. But why did it take until 2022 or 2023? Why? Why the political ping pong back well, and, and forth? And again, you know, David, and, and you and I may disagree on this, but I tell you what, uh, Dodd's decision was worse than Roe v. Wade. The Dodds decision, as I've documented and, and others have documented, solidified the reality that the unborn have no constitutional rights. The Constitution is very clear. Uh, the states only have authority on that which the Constitution does not expressly give the federal government. All human beings by the United States Constitution are guaranteed the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When the Dodds decision handed down the, the decision that said, well, the unborn don't have any constitutional rights, we're going to leave that up to the states. From that moment on, it is now enshrined in our Constitution until it's overturned later, God willing, that the unborn do not have the right to life. That's what that decision did. And it, it was it was like so many other things in Satan's agenda. It's the exact opposite of what people think it is. You talk about Planned Parenthood. It's not Planned Parenthood. It's Planned Homicide. Satan masquerades as an angel of light. You know, you yes. talk about the Department of Defense. It's not the Department of Defense. It's the Department of War. All on and on, Satan turns everything on its head. And so he convinced, sadly, a lot of conservatives that because, quote, Roe v. Wade was overturned, which it was, that now that's better. That was not better. Now yeah. it's a settled issue, unless, again, unless another court and the Lord Terry's is coming and things somehow change. But barring that, it is now enshrined in the Constitution yeah. that the unborn yeah. are not human beings and therefore do not have the right to life. Now, if an individual state wants to, you know, because the, the Supreme Court said, no, it's not our jurisdiction, if they want to outlaw it, well, praise God for that. I mean, God yeah. can hit a home run with a crooked stick. And But I believe in the long run, we're going to see not a decrease, but an increase, because now you've got, you know, uh, uh, abortion tourism. You've got companies yeah. because of Dodd's decision that are yep. now paying for abortions that used to not do it. Some uh, yeah. pregnant pregnant women who may have otherwise decided to give the baby up for adoption or keep the baby will now say, oh, if I can make $4,000 from my company, I'll just go ahead and kill it. So, I mean, I, I don't think it was a good decision. Uh, and I, I don't mean to digress on that, but I, I, I document okay. this in my book, Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume Two. If people want to look up, you know, look up the facts of of the matter. But uh, but either way, I, I you know, the it's not slowing down. Is my point right? Well, I just I exactly I just shared how much money they're making. It's not slowing down. The Biden administration gave Planned Parenthood a raise <laughs> after the Dobbs. I think I don't know if it was before or after that Dobbs was overturned. They're making more money, I believe, historically. And so where, who's, where's the accountability? Who's yeah. paying attention to that? What are our representatives in Washington doing? And what happened in Ohio with their vote on you know, abortion on demand now? It's a right. It's a, but you made yeah. a very good point. It, and this is all about the assault 
on human life. The image of God in mankind and in, in every ma man and woman, uh, every male and female. It, it's just really amazing to me how Satan distorts things. And you mentioned language. That's been interesting to watch as well. How he manipulates words, changes, changes language or changes meaning. And ju just one example. 50 years ago, LGBTQ was, I, you could say that, and people would have no idea what you're talking about. Right, completely meaningless. It, yeah. It's part of everyday language now. It's part yeah. of accepted language. We know what that is. Where'd that come from? And so I write a lot about the T and the LGBT, because that's always been in there, but it was waiting. I believe Satan, the demons were waiting to roll that out and, yeah. and really intensify that at the right time. It wasn't Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce, formerly <laughs> Bruce, now, it wasn't because of him and him. He, wasn't he on Vogue magazine? Anyway, yeah. um, woman of the year, a glamour, whatever. Uh, so it wasn't because of him. This goes way back. And in one of the chapters in the book, I detail the transgender event timeline. And it goes back to the 1940s and 50s. Yeah. You Most people think, no, this is more of a recent thing because Target didn't have the change their bathroom policy till 2016. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going, okay, well, we're way, way behind the curve. Then we haven't been paying attention. And that's why I write some of the stuff I write about so people can understand, okay, wow, this goes way back. So this had to be an agenda and Satan is actually accelerating it to this day. Yeah, no doubt. And a couple of comments on that. But before I do, I want to nuance what I said earlier just a little bit, because I don't want you or I to get a bunch of, you know, emails. Email. It is a good thing. It's a it's a, in a, a praise God thing that some states have outlawed abortion. Praise God for that. Yes. Uh, yes. But that's a short-sighted view, because if we look at the biblical record and we look at God's plan of the ages and theology, the Bible tells us things are getting worse and worse, not better and better. So uh, 2 Timothy 3.13. So if we could envision a day where all 50 states outlawed abortion now that they can, man, that would be great. That would be yeah. a, a cause worth celebrating. But my fear is that while we had an initial reaction from some quote-unquote red states that did outlaw it, praise God, and, and save lives, uh, in, what's going to happen now is they're going to; those states are going to become more liberal, which is absolutely what's happened already with states like Colorado and others over the last 20 years. Uh, and and we're not going to see the liberal states become more conservative. So, I mean, it's a short-term uh, fix. You know, God, as I said, can hit a home run with a crooked stick. But philosophically and morally, Dodd's decision was not uh, was not something we should be championing. Um, but I want to talk about what you said about the transgender thing. You know, the, what I found is that the Luciferian elite are very patient. They are always yes. five or six moves ahead. They're willing to roll stuff out and then wait for it to simmer and, and then percolate and then becomes a big deal. And so there's no question that the transgender uh, agenda isn't something that just all of a sudden they go, oh, let's let's create an agenda. They systematically rolled it out, didn't they? Oh, my goodness. There's a quote you just reminded me of. Oh, I just I'm not going to find it now. Well, OK, I might find it. Philo. The. Where, where was this? Um, yeah. He talked about he talked about men dressing as women and wearing makeup. And I, I have the quote. I don't remember what chapter it is, but oh, it's gonna it's gonna bug me now, JB. Yep. That I can't <laughs> I can't find it. But it's in there. It's it, but he talks about that. It's like wow, 
even way back then now he was he lived up through the time of the birth of christ around that time um and uh he was a i believe it a historian and philosopher and he quoted didn't didn't quote but he i quoted him saying his concern and observation was was the love of young boys from men and he actually said that i'm paraphrasing it and he said, and men that would go around, uh, he used certain words for putting cosmetics in their hair or makeup and going, wow, this was during Jesus day. There were, yeah. I mean, what we see some of the movies when they try to depict King Herod or some of the, with these eye makeup, the blues, the sh eye shade and stuff like that. The women's makeup and go, that's kind of weird, but they did stuff yes, like that did. back then. There's nothing new under the sun. So bring it up to today. One of the other parts of that chapter, do no harm and do not lie is just a, a, a shout out not a shout out, but a warning about the medical profession and how the, not all of, not, not everybody, we can't put a blanket over everything, but a lot of people in the, it's a money-making business. Yeah, a, no a, a uterus transplant can cost, I think, up to $300,000. And you heard me right. If you haven't heard this talked about before, a uterus transplant. Mm. So, Last year, last summer, the American Medical Association came out with some guidance in, a, in their journal about doing the possibility of doing more and funding uterus transplants. And you go, okay, why would they? Because some women don't either. One, women are born without a womb, very rare, but it happens. And a uterus transplant, they did one a couple of years ago, University of Alabama. And the next year, the woman had a baby the first uterus transplant that I'm aware of. I mean, the first one I believe was done in Sweden, but that was the first one in America and she had a baby. So, well, they can't leave that alone, can they? The, the American Medical Association thinks taxpayers should now fund uterus transplants for men. Yeah, They call it transgender women because they want a man who is under the delusion that he is a woman so he has to go through all the changes he wants a womb so he can experience childbirth so they're doing this so maybe a man you know could be pregnant but you know we've been down this road before yeah. you know what could go what could go wrong but we're talking about the medical establishment now so do no harm yeah. And do not lie. We we're learning a lot about this delusion, about the lies. Satan is the father of lies and the author of confusion. Yeah. I mean, that's that, you know, if you keep it all in a spiritual perspective, it goes back to Satan wanting to be God. So he wanted to be God in heaven. He, he organized a, a coup. It didn't work. He got kicked out of heaven. And so he's been trying to take over the earth ever since then. And he wants to be God. Ultimately, he's going to indwell the Antichrist, who Paul tells us in Second Thess 2 is going to set himself up as God. That's Satan's ultimate a uh, crown jewel, if you will, is to be able to be like God. Isaiah tells us that. And so the one aspect of God, the eternal creator of the universe, that Satan will never be able to overcome or mimic is creation, ex nihilo, out of nothing. That's right. So all of this stuff with gender, remember, transhumanism, tra transhuman robots, uh, AI, they don't have gender. And, you know, Satan 
can't, you know, God is so amazing. You think about the creation account and just how intricate the human body is and how God created in Genesis one male and female so that we could then procreate. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. And just the biology of that is just stunning beyond comprehension. And, and Satan could never do anything like that. And so he's trying to come up with artificial ways to do it. We've got artificial wombs now. And yep. it's not just about males being able to somehow give birth so that you eliminate the distinction of male female which is part and parcel to the image of god and man but it's about creating life apart from humanity transcending humanity and that's one of the yeah. biggest reasons that i and so many others think we are getting so close to the return of christ i mean this is a frontier that it seems to me Satan, you know, if he conquers it or thinks he's conquered it through AI and transhumanism and things like that, I just can't imagine the world continuing to spin with cyborgs and androids and, you know, all, you know, genderless beings for much longer. Can you? No, I, I can't. But it's fascinating that, that Hollywood always seems to project some of this, like even in decades ago, you know, in the robots and you can't really tell is that that a male or a female robot or whatever cyborg it's fascinating and some of these things are projecting for the future we don't know what this is all going to look like but we're getting some indications now because of the technology that's available in-house the, the gods nice use small g gods the power elites and the world economic forum and some of the some of these high big tech company owners and all this stuff um they're working all they're they're experimenting with all this and a yeah. lot of money has been poured into this already. That's why when we see something that's that looks real, we're going, wow, where did that come from? They've been working on it for a long time. Yeah, embodied AI. You know, I talk about that in my latest uh, book yeah. on uh, the rise of the global technocracy. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they they want hum you know robots that don't look like robots so that we can't really even distinguish them apart. And of course, I'm sure, you know, later this month is the annual uh, World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, and their theme this year is rebuilding trust, <clears throat> rebuilding trust. And so, you know, they are, yeah. again, Satan turning words on its end. They're going to perpetuate greater deception than ever before, like they always do, and yet call it rebuilding trust. Uh, trust. I'm going to have Alex Newman on later this month uh, to kind of give us his uh, commentary on 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 Davos. But uh, we're talking with David Fiorazzo here, WorldviewMatters.com, DavidFiorazzo.com, and his new book, Assault on the Image of God. If you don't have it, uh, you need to get it. Let me tell you, he's just uh, it's it's a veritable encyclopedia of the way of Satan's blueprint, really Satan's roadmap of what he's doing to systematically dis dismantle uh, humanity so that he can usher in his own satanically, uh, you know, driven uh, new world order. Yeah. And he's not going to win. You no. know, you know, he's making a lot of progress, but he's not going to win. We know the end of the book. And um, does Satan know scripture, JB? I think he does. Absolutely. In fact, so I, he I'm knows what the end says. He absolutely knows, but I don't think he believes it. He's self-deceived, which is the worst kind of deception. You know, sometimes you'll you'll hear believers say that, oh, Satan knows he's going to lose. He's just trying to take down as many people as he can with him. I don't believe that for a second. I don't think he really believes it's going to end the way the Bible says it. He thinks God's wrong. So he's trying huh. to prove God wrong. 
and I'll show you, you're not going to win Armageddon. I'll show you, you're not going to do this or do that. And so, uh, you know, absolutely. He's, uh, he knows the Bible better than most believers, uh, but he's just doesn't believe it's true. Well, he quoted it to Jesus a couple of times, didn't he? Or tempted. Yep. Yep. Tempted Jesus with it. Yeah. And he twisted scripture. You know, oh, no so. doubt. Yeah. To, to Adam and Eve. And uh, yeah, he's been doing that all along. So, well, David, uh, we're out of time for today, but man, what a what a great, uh, every time I talk with you, I get motivated and I, I just want to go do something, you know, and let's do it. We, let's we go. Wanna, we want to pray for sure, because we know it's a spiritual battle. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. But Amen. Uh, folks, uh, uh, you know, just stay clued in with David. He's done. How often a week do you do Worldview Matters? Four shows a week. And the website is worldviewmatters.tv. Oh, shoot. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, let me that, correct that's okay. you. Uh, Worldviewmatters.tv. Uh, TV. If you have that in print anywhere, but worldviewmatters.tv. Yes. And uh, we do Monday through Thursday. They usually um, go out at 8 a.m. And uh, yeah, and you'll be on Thursday. On Thursday. Can't wait. And uh, we just sure appreciate you. We'll be uh, circling back and put you on the calendar again and talk some more about this uh, outstanding book, Assault on the Image of God worldviewmatters.tv, davidfiorazzo.com. David, thanks so much for being with us, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, JB. God bless you, brother. You bet. And listeners, thanks so much for listening. If you want to uh, catch the video version of this, as you you know by now, we do post the video versions of most of my podcasts on our Premier uh, subscriber page. It's a Premier members only. It's a small monthly fee. You get all kinds of great free content that uh, we sell, different streaming videos and stuff that we sell on our store, but it comes free with a Premier subscription. And we also uh, do a monthly or even sometimes twice a month Zoom, live Zoom sessions with guests. We're going to have to get David to join us for one of those. So last night we had Bill Salas on and he takes questions from you live. And then even if our Premier members can't catch that live, we uh, record it and post it on our Premier page for you to go back and watch later. So consider uh, signing up for our Premier subscription if you'd like, and you can learn more about that at Not By Works. But until then, God bless you, everyone. Stay tuned for tomorrow. We'll have uh, Randy on with our world events update, but have a great rest of the week, everyone. God bless.